and we are live. Tie guy Travis Lord Cognito Nabontis here on that Friday night, or what does he say? Campfire. <laughs> listening. Nobody to can do it like pod- Hog. <laughs> listening to podcasts, doing that Destiny Fire Team chat. Fire. W- welcome to Fire Team chat. There you go. I am Destiny Gary. Yeah, I think I got it. I'm pretty close. So <laughs> welcome Nailed to the show, it. guys. Gold medal. You know, I'm your host. <laughs> so unprepared for this. I was making jokes <laughs> when I was supposed to be doing the intro. <laughs> so good times. It's Thursday, times. by the way, for those who are counting days, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Does he say Thursdays? I remember. I don't know. I feel like that I hear Thursday Friday evening campfire. Yeah. Thursday evening campfire. Okay. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, I'm real bad at this. Why they don't let me host any shows. I'm, I'm a guest, you know. <laughs> you just show up. You got the content. You're the talent. You know, you don't have to worry about this whole procedural stuff. I appreciate that. You're dressed like the talent. Extremely, I'll give you that. Extremely generous. <laughs> How you doing, man? What are you dressed up like to? Just like a lawyer of the show. Yeah. Yes, you are um, a legal counsel. I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good. I've been uh, reviewing stuff. Finished Lords of the Fallen uh, on Monday. Uh, or not the game. I finished the game a while ago, Friday night, actually last Friday. Uh, but I finished the review on Monday and then, uh, I've been working on guides and previews, did a preview of a game. I can't talk about yet, but I'm really excited to talk about. And, uh, I think my next review is return to Moria, the Ah, Minecraft meets Lord of the Rings game. Yeah. I can't. There was one of those Lord of the Rings games that looked kind of cute. Like could be you know cozy fun kind of oh the cozy game yeah the Hobbit one I don't think that's coming out until at least okay that's later year. I didn't think that was the yeah. same thing the Mario one is that Daedalic that the yes I studio think so. the same one who did I, Gollum I, right I think so yeah I think okay. it is that. that's yeah. that's all I and you I probably don't I need think, to say much else and I think they also announced that they're not going to be doing copies before the game comes out. Oh, well, that's real helpful for what you call reviews. So there's really not going to be an embargo. It's just like games out. Go ahead. Games out. Write the review as soon as you can. I'll probably do a review in progress just to get the word out on my initial impressions as quickly as possible. But yeah, I don't know. doesn't seem like good news, but, you know, never judge a game before you play it. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Well, we will get to Lords of the Fallen a little later in the show. Um, I also have another game I want to talk about, Cocoon. Played that one on Saturday. Cocoon. I, I mentioned that on BitCast, which I got to join you again for. You got to see my face multiple days in a row since I've been spending so much time with Forza. And we can kind of cover all that stuff after Destiny. But for a Switch, thought we would actually cover Destiny first, since that's what some of you guys show up here for. Some of you guys just show up to listen to us talk and... You know, thank you for being here for all the chaos that happens in general. But uh, yeah, Destiny did have a, what are we on? Eighth week now of Season of the Witch. Iron Banner Mm -hmm. is live this week. You know, the one thing I actually need to get from Iron Banner, just because it's kind of the only place that has one right now. I would not mind a Strand Fusion Rifle. Just every so often when I'm doing something, it says Strand Surge. I'm like, what do I put in my kinetic slot? I was like, I could put a Fusion Rifle up there if I just played Iron Banner. But that's the only thing that I would go for it from there. Because I don't know if there is another one right now. I definitely don't have one, so that's actually a good call. Fusion rifles are useful. That's like strand shotgun. I know I got the raid. Ah, you got a fan of the Lords of the Fallen review on IGN. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks, man. Glad to hear it. 
Yeah, it's good. Fun. We'll talk about that later. Yep, we'll get to that. Uh, so Iron Banner is going on right now. It is Eruption, I believe. I think they almost eruption. like changed the game mode on the fly. Like there was something like, and the game mode that was said to be featured is now going to be switched to eruption. I don't have no idea what happened or why. I just saw it mm. kind of switched like right when things went live. Um, so if you have been playing Iron Banner, I've been a little busy. I haven't got a chance to do it yet. You're not even a PvP main anymore. So have you played any? <laughs> I've not played in the Iron Banner. Yeah. Um, I might hop in, though. I enjoy a, a good Destiny PvP now and again. I did play this week. I've been putting in occasional time. I'm trying to do Crotas every week. I'm going to do it mm, tomorrow nice. with, with the fam. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to play when I can. I know it's it's a busy, busy year for games. But, uh, you know, you got to make, you gotta make uh, room for the staples. Yeah, I was going to say. I know that's always, like our staple in the back of it but do you have any idea how many games you're up to this year for like reviews i know last year was like 25 right it was 25 last year but last year i went pretty hard from basically beginning to end this year i had some bigger reviews that took an entire month like i did diablo which was like an entire month i actually wrote i wrote three separate reviews for that one hogwarts actually wasn't that bad because i finished it in three days because of the they gave me the code so late um but then like at the beginning of the year, my first review wasn't until like January 30th. Like I missed almost an entire oh, month that yeah. first month. I think that was just because there weren't a lot of big games that came out at the very beginning of the year. So it took um, a minute and then it, the just yeah. snowball kept going down here. Hill and getting began, bigger. Yeah. So I think I might be I think I might be behind. I think by the end of the year, I might be at like 20 or 21. But I need to look that up. Well, I would say quantity last year and then quality this year because yeah like the hours of just the games you reviewed probably wins easily i would imagine because like nerf legends probably doesn't take nearly as long to review as anything else you just mentioned yeah uh this year i definitely took on some of the biggest reviews we did all year which is not so (laughs) brave i did three souls likes almost in a row Remnant 2, Liza P, and now Lords yep. of the Fallen, like back to back to back, yeah. which is a good time. With so, like 80, yeah. 100 hours of, or 1,000 hours of Starfield in the middle. 1,000 hours of Starfield, and I didn't even review that game. Yep. I did a lot of guides for it. So I, I, I've definitely made more content this year than I did last year. It's just different types of content. I'm yep. also doing more previews this year than I did oh, last good. year. Yeah. So yeah, it's good stuff. Different time. Uh yeah, so somewhere in there we always tend to find time and keep up with Destiny, and obviously this week we are post-season finale events with the story, with Savathun getting her throat slashed, Zivur Wrath being banished from her throne world, and Eris actually not, you know, becoming one of the Hive gods and actually just turning back into her herself. She, she gave George her power. She, George Washington. She made the right decision. It is nice, though, kind of in-game when you run a couple activities. It's nice to hear Savathun's voice back. You run, like, an altar or a spire. Savathun's back talking. I'm like, ah, miss her being around. Kind of kind of feel like she could be around as much as she wants. And I just always enjoy her smug discussion. Uh, Fellow smug lord. Yeah. And, yeah, you, get, you, you and Savathun would probably get along very well. Somehow you and her would just be... Sharing a beer, that's, you know, grabbing hurtful, a beverage. Hurtful. That's not hurtful. <laughs> no one can hurt you. That's the whole point. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, 21 Eric LA. We'll get to that. We can get to that question a little later. Put a pin in that till we're done, done with destiny. Uh, but yeah, 
So when you go into the Imbaru engine this week, we actually had the third level of it open up. So now we have the cunning version, which is the first floor where we're finding the symbols. Second floor was the power, and that's where you're kind of tracking which enemy to shoot in the pathing. And then this one yep. was navigation, which was the new one. And that's how you actually, first time I did it, I got an ascended shard. So, you know, a little bonus there for doing that. And that was a little tricky. It took me a second to figure out basically the fourth one. And then I was like, oh, it's just a little bit more movement around the room, but not too bad. Uh, shout out to Jarv. He put out a video. There might be another version or something hidden. Basically, they broke the game, got outside of walls, hopped in places, and there's another room somewhere in that giant space area, but I don't know if we're going to get that, but there is one more secret left. I don't... I kind of wanted to ask you on the pacing of this season. It's been... We knew, like, before we even got the season. Like, hey, you have to go resurrect sabbath and we're like yep it's gonna take six seven weeks teddy i think said it in chat when he was in here before it's gonna take yep. the whole time you're gonna be running around doing all these different errands and finally on the final week you're gonna resurrect her and then sure enough we did and then we killed her and then a lot of stuff happened off screen which multiple people have talked about um even bife did Including a good us. yeah i was like and us as well I was listening to bife talk to psalm lab um had both of those guys on the show they were kind of talking about just the Delivery, trying to give their criticism in a better way. But I think everybody gets that the lore books are okay to put certain things into, but that that felt like you just, like, the director said cut, and then the other rest of the scene, they just, like, didn't get to finish on screen. It was very weird. Um, I would like to see... I hope the episode format, when we get post-final shape, they said they were going to do more cinematics, and I hope they get to deliver on that one, because this feels like one of those moments where... It it could have been, should have been one of those. Something like either budget, timing, resources, voice actor. Don't know what the issue was, but felt like something was like, we can't quite do a little more, so nope, never mind. <laughs> and just go read into books. That was a little weird. Uh, but the Embaru engine now seems like it's complete. There might be something a little else in there. And then, yeah, like that's kind of, I think, where we're at for... You think maybe uh, end of end of season setup twist thing and then borrow there engine has to or... be something else there has to be something else going on because savathun is roaming around her throne world also being did you read the lore book of this week it did not oh it's actually really good so saint 14 finally gets his payback for osiris so she's flying around the throne world whoever then all of a sudden like titan shield got of nowhere just takes her out and then she falls, and then Amaro's like, what the hell? And then, like, Saint-14 kind of comes up, and he reses her. And before she can really do anything, he kills her again. And he basically just, he's like, by the time you're done, you both will leave, but let me do this. And he just kills her over and over and over while she's getting resed, and kind of takes out all this frustration on Savathun. Because she's, she's got her ghost, and she can be resurrected, but that's just him finally getting his, his payback for what she did to Osiris and everything else that's happened. And then finally, at some point, like towards after all the events go down and then finally Saint leaves and they go off and do their thing. He gets back to Osiris. And finally, when he's like, what? You were gone longer than I thought you were. And he's and it says he collapsed into his arms like he finally just like he finally got his closure on the whole event. It was actually really nice um, to see for one Sabbath. And just can you imagine just like Rezzer, Rezzer. Just like absolutely just wail on her over and over and over. And then finally, just to come back and just. 
finally just like emotionally just let go of everything. Seems kind of that's one well, of those. He was trying. He was trying to get even. He should have killed her ghost, right? Well, he was. He messed with like he messed with Amaru a little bit. <clears throat> so it was. He wasn't going to completely kill her because obviously we know we can't do that yet and all those kind of things. But don't kill her. Just kill her ghost. Yeah, that's what well, she did, or that's what uh, yeah, her sister did. Rather. Yeah. But I just thought it was, that's kind of one of those, all these little, I know they don't have like an infinite budget to do like cinematics and stuff like that. Um, oh, that is true. It probably was a little bit of both. The payback I feel like was there, but I forgot about the other part because um, when she got resurrected, she was like half sick and felt kind of like wounded and woozy. And he's like, oh, you're not used to being resurrected. Like, we get resurrected all the time. We hop right back into combat. She's not used to that. So he was kind of also training her how to deal with it, but probably getting a little too much fun out of it as well. It would have been just a very funny scene to see in, like, kind of a inkblot storyboard, uh, one of those kind of cutscenes, just to have it voiced over a little bit and then kind of explained what happened, but also, like, you know, she's a new guardian, so to speak, to hear how she's... You know, being resurrected, what it's like when you get how it feels, and then also just like killing her again, letting her get used to it, and then just the I would have liked to have seen a little ink blot for this one. I think that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. That's not really the type of story they tend to tell though. It's always like flashbacks with the ink blots. Yeah. They don't really do like Yeah. Also Ma- major plot yeah, I mean, points if, are more if, important for that. But. If Saint Fourteen was trying to teach her about getting res, sh- shouldn't he have made her do trials? Let's get <laughs> Savathun in trials. <laughs> let's see her put together a crew of two light bearing hive and try to go flawless one weekend. Would that be crazy? If there was you an just AI like match up. Guardians? <laughs> yeah. He just match up. That Sabathun's actually would be awesome. I would love to see that be yeah. like, Hey, if you beat Sabathun yeah, this weekend Sabath- randomly, you get an emblem <laughs> or something. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. And if Sabathun goes flawless, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. So, that actually would be hilarious to see. I don't know if they they don't have AI in Crucible. Yeah, there's no way, but I'm just saying it would be funny. But it would be funny to like, see them like cranked up to... Your punishment is you have to go to <laughs> nine loading screens in a row. Reset your ticket. Our hitbox would be ginormous. That's true. Yeah, you'd probably be true. able to sniper from pretty far true. away. Definitely go full snipes. Yeah. That would be funny to see them do that every so often to integrate a little bit of lore into Crucible because we've got like Keitel running Iron Banner now, partially at least. So, like, you know, we do have, like, the three turrets that show up, but every so often, like, there's a hundred Cabal in the match and just your team gets to try and take them out, and they're a little beefy. So it's like, can you do it within the... And it's just, like, a random thing that happens every so often. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fun to to mix up. Like, you queue into PvP, you got your match-made team of six, and all of a sudden there's a hundred Cabal on the map, and they're just coming at you, and, like, what do you do? Then you kind of, like, have to switch and work together. It'd be an interesting, I'm down because I think it'd be an interesting, just random change of pace, like one in every, you know, thousand games or something. It's not going to happen that often, but just enough that people realize it's a thing that's out there. What's up, Prescott? How you doing? It's like as we're getting more and more of these allies, you've got Mithrax and we've got Keitel and Savathun's doing her thing, but I think those would be kind of fun. Uh, Preload Lords of Fallen early access and then definite early access. So wouldn't know, wouldn't know the status of that at this point, mostly just because 
like content creator. So I got mine like a little bit before things went live. I got mine literally like late last night. So I've only played it for a few hours. And then Travis has been playing for review. So he's long done and not even in the same ballpark. So not sure on the preloads yet. But yeah, it's like in the world. Now we're kind of coming up on a quieter time in Destiny where we have a seasonal event, of course. So What's coming next season, by the way? Do we know yet? Or is that still a mystery? I oh, think yeah, we were 20... talking about this last yeah. we about this last on the show. We, were, we have no idea. 23 Good seems times. like a secret. So all we know is Savathun says you have what you need. Whatever the tie-in to going to Final Shape is going to be. So the story's got to be decent. I just don't know where they're going to take it. It's really... I am pretty clueless until they show us. Pro season. Pro season. I mean, I I'm still, still, I love, I want to see the hoping. alternate universe of that. I still do with him just looking at the trailer and going, you know, the, the perfect <laughs> cut and all that stuff. That was kind of fantastic. Uh, it's going to happen. I have faith. I believe. But for this season, we have the festival of the lost coming up and Yikes. not everybody's favorite event. You know, the previous festival of the cost is going to be there. We still have. Haunted sectors. Now, for the first time, they're introducing legend haunted sectors. So higher, nice. higher difficulty, and I'm sure. What do you think? Matchmaking? No matchmaking. No matchmaking. Probably not. Because, like, I feel like one of the seasonal events they do like the legend level strike match made kind of thing on one of them, and I can't remember which one. And that's gone okay. So you have modifiers, you have some champions, but we still end up getting through it, which is usually what my argument's all about. Um, so we'll see, but my hunch would be as it's a three person thing that it won't be. Um, but we do have eerie engrams. So you'll be able to crack them open for individual treats. There's a grenade launcher that's coming back, but I don't think grenade launcher is in a great spot. And I think somebody previewed it from data mining before. I don't know if the, if it has amazing perks on it, it's not really like, this is not the one to grind for kind of thing. But the Eerie Engrams also have a chance to be focused into exotics. So you can actually focus Eerie Engrams into exotics for 2,500 candy and one Eerie Engram. Yep. I love that we're dealing with candy again as our yeah. currency. Well, so this is candy, and then we've got cookies in about three months, right? All right. I just, I just want them to double down. Like, I want at the end of the final shape, I want... Like, all right, guys, we're about to go and fight the witness. The only thing we need is we need like 5,000 candy. You know what I mean? Like, I just want them to incorporate, <laughs> I want them to incorporate a stupid currency into like a major event where it's like, all right, guys, we got to power up this final blazer to kill, kill the one true evil. And like some chocolate strange coins, please. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Uh, still funny i'm with you on that <laughs> but uh so randomized festival lost weapon is one ingram and 500 candy specific weapon is a thousand candy if you want to go for an exotic and you can pick which slot you can go arms legs helmet or chest 2500 candy so it's going to take you a while but if you don't have much else you want to use those eerie ingrams for then you know throw the candy at those uh now one thing that i wanted to point out Mostly because of the convoluted nature of when you read this list. So they say yeah. special notes about hocus focusing, which somebody's having way too much fun Hocus with all the... focusing. Hilarious. Yep. 
players must own the expansion that the exotic armor is tied to in order for the it to be eligible to drop from Hocus Focusing. Required expansions for each exotic so armor funny. piece are listed below. The Forsaken pack counts toward the Forsaken expansion. Players will not need to have acquired the exotic armor previously for it to be eligible. This means players who are still missing exotic armor have a chance to earn it from uh, Hocus Focusing. Players will only receive exotic armor for the class they are currently playing. And then they literally go through. So the weapons are going to be the heavy, a cosmic grenade launcher. And you've got the horror story, Jurassic Green and Macabre Sniper. Those are all back. And then they go through the list of like exotic arms. And it's like Hunter, 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 Hunter. And then it's like Forsaken's this, Forsaken's this, Beyond Light's this, Witch Queen's this. And it just goes through where all of these things can. And if you ever wonder why the new player experience is questionable, just look at this list. And as you go through each class, you have the base, you have Forsaken, Beyond Light, Witch Queen, and Shadow Keeps in, mentioned in some places, but not others, because apparently we didn't get that many exotics for that one. <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those where I don't know when they're ever going to simplify all this stuff, and it seems like they're long overdue to do it. I don't, I would Fair. love to, I was like, I don't know what the books are on how many of like the old Forsaken packs and Legacy, it just do one bundle, whatever it may be, and get it done with. I feel like at some point they have got to do that. Maybe with Final Shape they'll do it because it is the end of the Light and Dark Saga. And if you want to experience most of what's there, buy it the one time. Just does feel like that that's one of those. It's one of those weird systems that I feel like at this point, never or until D3. You're probably not wrong, but I would love for them to prove me wrong. But. It is kind of one of those when you just look through it, it's a little, little much. Are you a Memento fan, Travis? I am. Of course. Favorite Memento? Favorite Memento? Uh, the one by Christopher Nolan. Thank you for that, by the way, since I was in a movie like discussion that? yesterday. I appreciate that. No, that works. Um, nice. Well, you got the Nightfall one. You got Trials, Gambit. Gambit's okay. Um, Nightfall usually Gambit's... looks like garbage, and then Trials is like gold, right? Like they're not even yeah. close. Yeah, I don't. I just yeah. The the Vanguard one is a definite no. I actually kind of like Gambit, which is sad because that's definitely the worst one to grind for. Yeah, I think I put that on one weapon, and then I haven't grinded for another one. No, they don't come up often. But we actually get a new memento. So in this limited time event, we have a new memento and it is going to be a black leather kind of look to whatever you want to put that, put whatever weapon you want to put that on. So it's just kind of a clean black look on a weapon. Very simple, sleek aesthetic. I know some people are going to be for the, for the uh, aspiring call of duty player. Yes. They start in destiny and then they build their way up to call of duty. Mm hmm. Because Destiny PvP right. is, well, you know, in the works. So, yeah, if you're a Memento Fair. person, if you like the dark shader colors, you want to black out your character, this will be actually one of the ways to do that pretty cleanly, actually. Uh, we've got a PvP strike team update for Checkmate spawning and more. So for Checkmate, they're kind of updating some changes to see for damage. That adaptive hand cannons, which I think are the 140s, will once again three tap at any resilience. Rapid fire pulse will three burst at six resilience. High impact pulse rifles two burst at four resilience with all crits. 
reduced heavy animal spawn frequency, which that one thing I heard that at feedback at one point. I was like, yeah, heavy, heavy ammo feels like it would mess with checkmate. But as I read through that, doesn't resilience in PvP kind of sound like an outdated thing? Uh, I mean, do you feel like normalizing health in PvP? Data. Well, just like at this point, oh, or say you refer maybe like checkmate well, even honestly, specifically. Just like recovery seems like a bigger problem to me. Oh, the time it takes to get your health back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause that's, that changes. I think even more is like if somebody can duck behind a, but honestly, this game has so many like ways to get around that, whether it's like instantly restoring your health by using crimson or a dodge in the hunter with the worm husk crown. And there's just too many things I think that affect it. So I don't know if it matters that much. Like destiny's PVP is already kind of chaotic and casual in that way. Yeah. I just know they're having fun with the checkmate mode. I would just be curious if they were just like, everyone has this health in this one mode just to kind of really normalize it. Cause I mean, we've joked about, you know, spec weapons for PVP just to kind of have that really kind of very clean sandbox. That's not got broken weapons and broken perks. And if you're not like, Hey, let me use a rapid fire pulse rifle. But if you don't have six resilience, then, you know, it's like those little nuances where it's like, just, you know, if it, if it is all about the gunplay, then build it to be that way for that one mode. Just be curious what it would do. I mean, again, if you take mess with the resilience, then you got to mess with the recovery. Then everybody would just go into mobility, which could be an okay thing in and of itself. I don't know, but it almost just like take away the top three stats, like just neutralize those for everybody, make them just the same across the board for those three stats and just really see how it feels. I don't know. I'd just be curious. It's one of those things for me that, if you spec into like, oh, I'm using a three burst pulse rifle. I love these things. But if you have six resilience or seven, you can survive my shot. Little stuff maybe like that kind of uh, takes away from the mode. Maybe that's for the mode where your abilities are taken away or whatever. You know, they're SWAT equivalent. I don't know what that's called. Um, but my thinking with uh, that is I kind of don't like it when games make an alternate multiplayer mode and the mode is hey let's take away everything unique about this game <laughs> like halo has it with swat where you take all the fun stuff like shields and radar and just get rid of it and it just becomes call of duty and then you know mm. fortnite did it recently by taking away the building they're like hey let's remove the building from fortnite and i mean that's the I'm only way just i would like, probably it, play fortnite though i'll give them that i mean fine but then you're probably not a fortnite fan <laughs> that's my point no like, no i mean and that why, and why, yeah, why well, take away all the things that make you unique? And so to me, the thing that makes Destiny unique is that there's a ecosystem surrounding the multiplayer that requires you to get involved in other activities and take part in the collection game and min-max your character. And if you take that away, it starts to feel to me like just another shooter. So I think it's fine to have it as an option for people who want to do it like removing armor stats and normalizing all of the stuff. And I know that there's already mode where they take away abilities and all that, but I think that's what this I don't one know. is. This is that one. Yeah. Checkmate kind of. Yeah. Gameplay it focus. is. It is that one. And that's fine. If you, yeah, if, if you I just consolidate it to one and then I won't play it. Cause to me, it's, that's not why I play destiny. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's totally fair. Um, I'm never going to be the best at that, at the even keel multi. There's yeah. already so many imbalances. If everybody's loadout isn't unbalanced and you know imbalanced, so what's the yeah yeah? 
I don't know if it was just the like, yeah, if they kept it all to checkmate, but you know, normalized stats for everybody, truly like you can do it to all six. Everybody has, you know, for the bottom three stats, you all have 50, the top three stats, you all have like whatever that normalizes to everybody's the same. I don't know. Just would be curious how it feels. Maybe just one of those like labs tests. I don't know. Thinking outside the box. I'm not a PVP guy at all. So maybe this is stupid, but I don't know. No, I saw something I, on Twitter. I think I saw something just, on Twitter just about to be, it. That's just, just why to I brought be clear. It. My opinion is the minority opinion for sure with crucible because all of the top PVP guys are like, Oh yeah, take away abilities. But I'm like, why? Then I, then I is the fantasy that I get to play as like a, not powerful guardian <laughs> you know what i mean the light has been stripped for me like i just just i don't know it just seems like a weird request but i get that's it that's fair your dream pvp mode would be movement abilities only so you have only your movement for each class but no other abilities and then guns what does movement mean so that like would be like your sliding? double jumps your dashes oh, your dodge that kind of stuff i think is what they're going for yeah, so something that we've got to agree with you is like Destiny is what it is because of all your abilities, because of the space magic and all those kind of things. So it's like, yeah, I'm not. We saying have was well, like we have mayhem yeah. that leans so far into that one. This is just like every so often. Yeah. And may mayhem just feels irresponsible to me. It's like on the <laughs> other extreme. <laughs> like that's enough. That's one of them. Just like though. yeah, I was like, let me just blow off a little steam. Have absolutely zero care what happens and just use my super luck. Cool. That's what. It's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Griff Ball in Halo. It's cool that it's there, but it's not really why you come to play. Yep. Maybe it is. Maybe you just come to play Griff Ball. But if you do, you're you're crazy. You're living your life on the seat of your pants. Uh, for matchmaking, they said. Speaking of frequent iterative changes, we're continuing to improve our matchmaking system. I feel like they're never. I don't know if they're ever going to get this right, and I'm sure it is kind of a moving target, but especially with the population and stuff like that, it probably kind of... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Ebbs and flows a bit. But with the mid-season patch, we are compressing the skill band used for matchmaking in the control playlist. Think of it as reducing the number of divisions in the skill band. 
the result is that there are more players in each remaining division, therefore more players to match with, yielding quicker matchmaking times while continuing to recognize difference in skill level. With this change, the matchmaking experience for your first match or two will be out of sync as your skill gets remapped. We'll be iterating onto this into the next season. I feel like, I don't know if they're like complicating the issue because if they have like a bell curve, they even explained it before, it was like negative a thousand to a thousand. Now what are they going to make it like negative a hundred to a hundred? And then it's just like less deviations of what it could be, but it's still the number you set it at. Cause you could set it to, you know, if you're a high level skill player, then maybe you're 80 to a hundred as opposed to 800 to a thousand. Like, the division, the fraction doesn't matter in my head. It's how wide the range is for what they're doing. And that is maybe what they're doing. It just sounds weird. I think that's it. I think that is what they're doing. And it probably has everything to do with player population. I don't really know anybody from my group who's still playing comp on a regular basis. So. No, I think comp doesn't have a lot of incentive, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but they do have ch changes coming to that actually next season. So Crucible playlist reorganization, including a 3v3 rotator. So they reorganized Noise. PvP with Lightfall. Was that the reorg? Uh, I'm trying to remember when they did that. What do you mean reorganized PvP? Like we, I feel like the playlist setup on the screen, the director, the Crucible director screen. Got a rework I mean, they've at some that a whole bunch. Yeah, so this is just another one, I guess. I can't, I can't remember yeah. the last one. The most recent one, I think that's right. Where they, you're talking about where they simplified the playlists and they took yeah. away a lot of the. I think that might have been the season before. Lightfall. Lightfall seems too early for when that happened, but maybe, maybe. you're right. But yeah, there's definitely fewer than there were, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, for competitive crucible, they're including competitive weapon focusing rank adjustment updates and 3v3 countdown rush so a couple positive things on twitter i saw about that trials flawed card rewards rewards for win streaks less than seven trials really is just a shell of what you what at once hoped it really would be or isn't it it's like it is you can call it trials because it has the card attached to it but what it originally was is not what it is now it's a different it's game nine years later Eight, yeah. nine years later, it's not quite the same game mode. It's been something else a long, since a long time ago. But uh, They also say more checkmate modes, Dominion and 3v3 Clash, a.k.a. Skirmish. Um, so a couple of those. We are getting a crafting emblem for the crazy breaking, game breaking, especially in Crucible when people are using like auto shotties, literally. Um, kind of a cool emblem. It just looks like the... Like the texture, I know it because of the piece of art that I've used for like thumbnails, but it's just all the little different colored squares and stuff kind of symbolized on there. And then last but not least, for all of you who ever grinded out the always on time Sparrow, guess what? Every Sparrow is going to drive that fast now, so you are no longer special. And for but those who don't have it. Are they going to, uh, to aggro fewer shots? I have a sparrow that Is does that... that. I have a legendary sparrow that does that, actually. Damn. Did they give that perk to a bunch of sparrows? No, I literally. That's think, the reason. I think that's it's the, reason the only. I use it, right? I think yeah. it's the only other one because I remember using that on Grasp of Avarice, the sparrow run. Because I pulled out that legendary sparrow because of that perk. Because it didn't have the one with the speed, but if I can take less shots, so that is the yeah. only other one I know that has that. I don't think it's popular. 
So, the still legendary one or the exotic one? The legendary. Well, I mean, just the perk. I don't think it's popular, but it might just be those two sparrows. Like, it's still a pretty rare thing to have. Well, you never know. You hold on to it now, and then maybe they buff it some point in the future, or they bring it back into the game, and then all of a sudden that sparrow matters again. But well, apparently, it has more boosts and more health than others. If that thing has more health, mm. honestly, they should just normalize all the sparrows. They shouldn't be really a skin, but who knows? Uh, other than that, a couple known issues, stuff like that. Not too much. Movies of the week's always kind of fun and goofy. Uh, artists are very cool. Yeah, so Festival That's Lost is coming up next week. Exotic focusing if you want it. I don't really think too much about exotics. Uh, I will say legendary shards. Start spinning those where you can. Like if Zer comes in and he's got the exotic engram that you can buy for 97 shards, start buying it every week. May as well. No reason not to. You're never going to spend them all in time. Uh, some people are having other places where you can spend legendary shards. I'll probably do a video on it, but if you have like 40,000 legendary shards, you're not going to be able to go through them all in a yeah. Please tell way. me where to spend them. I've got 40k or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've got a list of a couple things uh, that I was working on. Because they're just taking them away from you, right? Somebody told me that. They're like yeah, they're going to be fully gone. Us. Uh, you've got... So raid banners, you could stock up on some of those. Uh, Phantasmal fragments for the moon, you could buy some of those. And those you can actually exchange for Glimmer. You might be able to get some of those. Uh, if you want gunsmith rank to get a few parts, you could dump... Just like go to Devrim K, buy some materials and break them down. So you can just get gunsmith rank for breaking down materials. If you want to get a couple currencies that way, none of it really seems like fast and fun for those who have way too many. If you got like a couple thousand, you'll probably be able to blow through them. But if you have like 40 K, it's going to be going to be busy. Yeah. Buy That's your prisms, uh, Rahul, buy your prisms and cores every oh, yeah, day. Yeah, I, need to, I need to buy a couple more of those. It's yeah, every week, right? Uh, yeah, so you can buy an Ascendant Alloy, uh, Enhancement Prisms, something's like 400, I think it's the Ascendant Alloy, so you can, you can go through some chunks, but if you have as many as you do, but yeah, definitely look into all the ways, I'll probably do a video over that pretty soon, I just kind of want to finalize my list on all of that stuff. Uh, but I think that is most of the Destiny talk for the week, so yeah, Festival Lost coming next week, and... You guys will see a video from me just kind of breaking down any details that you might want to know about that one. But at this point, I feel like we can probably switch over to... Well, let me talk about Cocoon first. Do then it. we'll get into Lords because that'll be a much longer discussion. Um, you seemed pretty hot on it. Yeah, so when I was on uh, BitCast, please go watch that episode. I talked about Forza as well. Um, my quick take on Forza, by the way, the driving experience is fantastic. I really enjoy how it feels. Um, and that's just even on controller. I don't have a wheel yet. I'm working on it. I actually almost pulled the trigger last night, but it was sold out. So hopefully sometime soon. Forza feels good. And I feel like the platform of Forza, like the physics and the driving and the cars that are there are off to a good start. There are some, you know, occasional PC issues and stuff like that. And some of the offering is a bit light to begin. But even somebody like Super GT, which I saw Destin uh, had in one of his videos, which was cool. I've watched some of his stuff on Gran Turismo. He's really enjoying the multiplayer because it incentivizes clean racing. All like, yeah. And that's huge for multiplayer people. So if you're looking for clean racing and you don't want to get into something like iRacing and you're not, and you're worried about getting bumped and stuff like that, if you drive clean, your safety rating is going to put you in a place where your races, now there's going to be fast people in there, but they are generally pretty respectful in how they go about it. Now, the middle of the back of the pack might be a little messy, but if you, kind of work towards the front of the pack it is 
I'm now watching them just have like three or four laps of just really tight couple switches and clean, clean races, which is really, really nice. So Forza, definitely join the platform. I think long term for Xbox because there's no number on the box. That's they're going to support your Forza for I say years, but I don't actually think I'm sarcastic in that because I can see them supporting that for a very long time because Forza the six, I mean, they put six years into the groundwork. I mean, the next one of the big courses is the Nurburgring Norch Life, and it's it's in spring of 24. It's a 12 mile track, so it's going to take them a while to build. But they're not building that for no reason. This is this is their platform for for rubbing is racing. Yes, that is a Days of Thunder quote. So for sure. Um. Ah, nice Rosen Shingle Creek for GCX. I will be there. I will be there after this man gets married. So looking forward to yeah. Getting to save one coast, there. bounce through I'll Texas honey- for a little bit. I'll be on my honeymoon, bro. Yeah. Well, you'll do that. We'll <laughs> bounce through Texas for a few days, and then I'm going to fly out there. So, uh, so cocoon. Um, if you've ever played Insider Limbo, that is um a pair of people who are at Play Dead. They split at some point. I don't know what the deal was with the split. Um, one of messy them breakup. Do it. It was messy. Lovers quarrel. Lovers. It's we're just too good together. We have to do our own thing. Yeah. Uh so Somerville was one of the games from the pair. That one came out a little while back. It's on Game Pass. I think it did okay sevens. I know Cog said the ending's kind of interesting. I still need to play it. It's not crazy long. Again, their games aren't that long, which honestly I kind of enjoy a short game that's just really good. <laughs> but Cocoon, the puzzle depth in this game is Fan freaking tastic. Like, I swear you're playing 5D chess at one point when you're thinking through all the different pieces that are going on. And that's like kind of a sarcastic joke, but it starts very simple. Um, story is probably a little weird where all those things are all like, you know, metaphorical and stuff. Like, inside the end of inside is just weird when you get into the end of that game. It's a little messy. But uh, the collector's edition on inside, I remember that being just a whole. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Yep. Yeah, that was that was weird. But this one specifically, thinking through these puzzles and the way I had to do it, and one of the first times I had to think about what you were going through, I'm trying not to give too much away. What genre is Cocoon? Basically, it's you have a joystick and you have one interact button, and it is a puzzle. I don't want to say platformer. Down. Yeah, top-down puzzle top game. Top-down top puzzle game like Tunic. Kind of same vein, right? uh, but there's no, there's a little bit of combat. I would say there's a little bit of combat, kind of yeah, puzzle platformer. Not so much on the platform, kind of puzzle actiony. Best way I can say it, a little bit of puzzle action, top down puzzle action. Love that. Making yeah. a new genre, puzzle action. Because there's no platforming, you're never jumping. Yeah. Um. Aren't there platformers where you don't jump, where the gimmick is that you can't jump? There probably are. I don't know what it is yeah. off the top of my head, but I feel like I've heard. I forget that. what those are called. There's, yeah, but yeah. I think we should just call it a puzzle game. Yeah, it's a puzzle, puzzle. exploration. Yeah, yeah puzzle yeah. exploration. Um, but the way it works with the depth of the world that you go into, so you'll like, you'll kind of walk around and pick up a little orb. Well, they don't tell you at a point. Well, you can like set that down, and then you can go into that world. So it starts getting to mess with like the the depth and then nesting a world in a world and then the interaction of things that happen out here that happen in there that happen in there 
And then where, if you go in here and you pop out to move over here, it's just really, really, really well done. It'd be, it took me like four hours. I beat it in one stream. And I just thought it was a fantastic, like little brain stretch puzzle game. I cannot recommend it enough. It's not that long. You know, if it's, if whether it's four hours, takes you a little longer to figure out six hours. Like it's just when you get one of the puzzles and you're like, when the first time the multiple nesting really i was like i have to do that and when it worked i was like damn that's clever and then it just kind is of that kept on game pass is that how you played it uh i bought it actually before it came out but it is on mm. game pass but i bought it on okay. steam disco elysium is great everybody should oh, play I've, that game haven't played that i've i own it i'm pretty sure but uh great. and then i think it got like a director's cut with all voice acting which took it up another level so yep. that's one of those that's I was, my forever I was backlog. Actually, uh, that that game was so under the radar when it came out that they actually gave it to me to review, and it was one of my. It was it was before I was doing a ton of reviews for IGN, so it was like, yeah, let's just give it to this freelancer that we haven't really worked with that much. And then uh, I started to review it, and I realized it was an amazing game. And I told my editor, I was like, "Yo, I think this game is crazy good." And then he told the team that. He was like, yo, the guy that we put on Disco Elysium, he says it's amazing. And then everyone started playing it. And then they were like, hey, Travis, we're going to cancel your review <laughs> because it's such a good game. Now we want to put somebody else on it that is more tenured at the company. So oh they uh, they they paid me a kill fee and I never got to review Disco Elysium oh, man. because it was because it was too good at the time. Did they were like, oh, we're not willing later. to Did you just keep going through. Yeah, it I finished it. Or, okay. I, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just funny to me that uh, that uh, yeah, it was it was such a good game that they were like, we can't let this guy review it. It's too good. Give him Nerf Legends. See how he does with that. <laughs> I'm just going that for a little bit. <laughs> let him let him let him cut his yeah. teeth on that one. Yeah, this was a long time ago because Disco Elysium is pretty old. It was a PC only game like a, a while while yeah. back. So. Um, yeah, I review. I was going to review that game until they found out it was good. <laughs> Just kind of funny, crazy. Yeah. So like, yeah. for me, like it started like played it. I played Limbo first. And I played it on like my iPad on the plane. And then at first I was just playing because I was the middle seat flying from wherever. I don't even remember what I was flying back from. Probably GCX on one of the years because I was by myself. And I was playing in the middle seat. And by the end of the flight, the two people next to me were like kind of like peeking in, trying to help me with the puzzles as we were working through limbo to like together. And then when I got home or when the plane landed, I hadn't quite finished it. I literally had to like get home and finish it that night. I couldn't like go to sleep until it was done because it's not that long. So then that one and then in, by the time I found that it had been out for a while. So then I eventually got around to streaming inside again. About four hours. They have this just like magical window of time. Play through that one. The ending is crazy when you get to it. Uh, you go through that one and there that has some weird metaphoric story behind it. and won't ruin that if, until you've played it. Does it? Okay. It probably does. I'm sure people have like yeah. done some interpretations of it. This one, I will say like some of it, some of those games were like different on the puzzles. This one really stretches your brain, like making you think on the puzzles, the way you work through them. Uh, I just really, really enjoy I can't like recommend it enough, honestly. Like this is a nine in my head, but honestly, like it's almost a ten. I mean, to me, it's just that good. They're probably like Well, inside not a ten, I believe, from Ryan McCaffrey. I think so. it did, yeah. So like this one is yeah. um this one is right there for me. It's it's such a good 
perfect sized game because it doesn't overstay its welcome just when you feel like it's getting to be like, oh, this is really complicated. And then when you do like this crazy complicated thing and then it's done and you're like, perfect. Like, and it, it goes out on the highest note it could and it's great. And it's just, I can't recommend it enough. It really is a fantastic, great little experience. Like Steam Deck, take a puzzle game with you, go for it. No, that is, that is, I will play it. It's on my list. Download it and everything. Yeah. It's like, I've played a lot of games this year, but that is just a a nice little standout late in the year. All right. uh, We've made it this far. You want to talk about Lords of the Fallen? Let's do it. All right. uh, So you obviously got to review Lords of the Fallen. You've been playing it for a little while. I got my code yesterday. um, Pretty much late afternoon. We everything going on. I've put, Four or five hours into it. And I got beat two of the boss. two bosses so far. Just the first two. So the bridge and then the sister with the oh, that lady. pointy hat. Yeah. Okay. So nothing that's major not right. so far. Just the two yeah. two first boss health bar with name type situations. That's yeah. kind of so the way they, they do it is they have like real bosses, which you can you can usually tell what those are because they have like cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. And then and then they do boss fights where they're just introducing a new type of elite enemy and so the first time you see it it has a health bar and then almost immediately after you kill it you just start seeing those guys all the time and so it's kind of like to like teach you the new elite and introduce you to their attack patterns and stuff they do have higher like health bars but like barely they're honestly not that much harder than the normal enemies you're fighting with the same (laughs) the same move sets and all that so um yeah if you fought that first one i think you're what is the first one? You said bridge? First one is the lady on the bridge who like flies back and forth. Oh, it's like oh, in yeah, the trailer okay. with the Get, golden Yeta. sword. Yeta, yeah. Yeta, yeah. So she she's the she's an actual boss. But yeah, um cool. Yeah, so you're super early on. Yeah, yeah. Um how do you feel about it so far? It is very interesting coming from Liza P almost straight into this one cuz I put like 50 hours in Liza P. It took me a little longer to beat, but Oh wow. Um now it could be 40 40 45 50 there are points where like sometimes i'll leave a game on go out of the room watch like movie football game come back and be like crap i forgot to turn it off kind of thing so i feel like i did that at least once in here so i mean 40 45 probably closer um i think my time sitting at 50 because i would just like mess with some random stuff and i worked on a guide at some point so just like staring at like title screen and opening area but lies of p's combat was so tight like it felt really good. And I think part of that is like the way the parries were. The parries had these big like sparks, the feedback of combat. Um, you hit somebody enough, you'd kind of get that like stagger, but also the way your character would move. Just something about the combat in Liza P is one of the better Souls games I have played in a long time. And I think as you said in you said it in your review that you didn't reinvent anything. And I think that is a totally fair statement. But I will say if you are looking for a one of the best Souls games for combat purposes. That is one of the best ones that I think has been released that is not from software in a probably for a yeah. long time. Like, like from software, um, I forget who makes Neo. I want is I don't know if it's Bandai Namco because it was like Neo One, Neo Two, and Wolong. Neo One and Neo Two were also very good. This is like there. Liza P was. Yeah. Um, well, I think the reason that those games tend to do combat better is because they narrow the focus of the combat and take away options and so liza p is definitely in that school of thought where like 
they basically tell you what type of character you're going to play and they give you a couple weapon types, but they, they control for lots of variables. Sekiro is sort of in the same. Yeah, Sekiro's uh, very much Sekiro's even, even probably more controlled. They very much tell you how it's going to play. And I think the advantage you get from that is that the combat feels a lot tighter and a lot smoother because they've narrowed the scope of the combat. But the thing you lose is the RPG element. Yeah. And so it really is just a matter of personal preference. Do you prefer the kind of like chaos and uh kind of like dark souls weir- more weirdness you of, get builds. yeah yeah i'm i'm more in the school of like i'm okay with the combat being a little looser and a little bit more chaotic if i get to like do something stupid like throw fireballs and you know fight with a bucket on one hand um and that's what you get to do in uh dark souls and elden ring and also lords of the fallen and so i think Lords of the Fallen's combat, if you, especially if you're coming right from Lies of P, will feel less smooth. But considering the fact that you can do a whole bunch of different stuff in this game that you definitely could not do in a game like Lies of P, I think they're really just going for different vibes. Like yeah. to me, this Lords of, Lies of P is like a a wannabe Bloodborne, and this game is like a wannabe Dark Souls. You know, it's like I, very different. That's that's totally fair. And like you know, playing the first boss on the bridge, you kind of get a feel for. Eliza P got to a point where pairing wasn't required, but it on some bosses it was really, really, really advantageous. Like there were yeah. a couple bosses where like dodging was kind of the way to go for me most of the time because just some of the timings was a bit much. Um, and also you can't dodge certain attacks right or you perfect parry yeah. it if you're going to do that which is yeah. so you've got that incentive this one is much more because you can't perfect parry and like avoid losing any health you're going to have the chip damage which is the withered health and you can work some of that back like bloodborne but it is more incentivized about dodging now, I will say like coming from Liza P it is the opposite of any de- enemy density there are groups there are a lot more things it is as you said more chaotic in the fighting um, yeah, the class I started also, with, which is probably like the worst weapon. I don't know why. I went based on the stats because it had technically the, the highest. Yep, the partisan. The partisan has the worst starting weapon. Yeah, but Flail. it does. It does. It does. It is a very well balanced class, and it gives you the crossbow at the beginning, which is a pretty big advantage. Yeah. So, so it's like I've got that. a bow. The flail is weird. I just also get a sword. It's not the worst starting weapon. The worst starting weapon is the broken bucket. Okay, I that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. like the that's the triage that literally that's says try at your own the, risk. That's yeah. the meme class, but yeah, that's it, the it one is where people one people beat the game at level one kind of thing. Um I did that because it started at the highest. It was the most total stats. It was like forty eight or forty nine versus anything else. Uh does combat have a good feel to it from most non from softwares don't get it right. So it is a different type of combat. It is more souls combat. Um, the flail is a weird weapon for me to judge on. So I'm kind of curious what Travis says. There are moments when I do a big, like kind of charged heavy attack. And then I hit him. The thump with the flail and the way they stagger fits. And then there are other times it doesn't quite match up. Like I'll kind of hit him and hit him, And then they just like, they're going to power through. There's a little bit of inconsistency. To, there are moments where it feels right, and there's moments where it doesn't. Now, for me, I will say, I'll probably say my piece and I'll let you go. The running is a little comically fast. A little. I don't mind being able to cover ground quickly in a Souls game, because sometimes you're like, I just want to get over there. And when you go from normal run to sprint, it is probably faster than any other game's sprint. Because normally, like, 
you'll like kind of run or maybe lightly jog. And then when you run, you've got a pretty normal clip. This one is like kind of Terminator running when you're going. <laughs> it's a little bit faster than it feels as natural, especially with everything you've got on. It feels a little faster. But, I haven't noticed that. Are you? Did you mess with the FOV or something? Haven't touched that. I really, really? haven't. Yeah. It's just, I, didn't, it's, I didn't really feel that. It's just when you go into sprint mode, you book it. I will just say that. You do book it. So it's like, it's not a bad thing to be able to like, because sometimes you're like, I just want to run by this stuff. And, and sometimes in Souls yeah. games, you're like, I got the shortcut open. Now I just want to run to it. And you can, you straight up can, which is not all bad. It is just a little, it's like, like a hair too fast for, for what I feel like it should be. Especially for like mm. a grounded Dark Souls, you know, big swings and stuff. Then when you go into sprint mode, it's like, shoo, 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 shoo. it's like a robotic Usain Bolt, like just booking it. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, the combat is more chaotic. You're going to have a lot more ads. Like in Liza P, you might have a couple. Like usually there were very few times. There were like two instances in Liza P where I felt like the combat was cheap. And it was usually just a couple of groups of two groups of ranged enemies pissed me off. That was the only thing in the entire game. Outside of that, everything was pretty good. Uh, in this one, there's usually a ranged guy over here and a ranged guy over here. And then you got to kind of figure out which one you're working with. Um, yeah. I'll say, I'm I think um, another very way, another way that Liza P and Lords of the Fallen very much differ is they have the opposite problem in terms of difficulty. Liza P is super easy when you're out exploring the world and then you get to boss fights and the boss fights are like 10 times harder. And you're like, <laughs> Whoa, where did this difficulty come from? And then uh Lords of the fallen has really difficult exploration areas that are like packed densely with enemies, yeah. especially later on you run into like eight elite enemies in one room and you're just like, dude, and then you'll get to the boss and the boss is like the easiest thing ever. It's just like so easy to get through it. So, um, it, they kind of have opposite issues. Like mm. Lords of the Fallen is very fun to explore. The boss fights are cool, but they're super easy. And Liza P has really tough boss fights, but you basically don't die when you're out exploring the world. Or it's very rare because most of the combat out in exploration areas is like you fight one or two enemies at a time, and that's it. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, playing them back to back is definitely a, a tale of two Souls games for. And again this is probably would be an interesting thing to see like what meshes with one person probably won't mess with mesh with the other. Now it's like when you're going through the boss fights per se. So you say the boss fights were easier, much easier. Okay. Um, do you think that detracts from the game? Because typically the boss fights are what are memorable in most of these. Yes. Yeah, I do. I mean, um, it's like, I, I think they're like having one of those two be easy is kind of disappointing because I would say the explorable areas and like Liza P are like the worst part of it. Like you're kind of just ramping up to the next boss fight. Um, and in this area in this one, like the exploring areas and going through that challenge and the cool, unique kind of levels and interesting stuff you're doing is the best part. And then the boss fights kind of feel like underwhelming, like, all right, well, like the, cuz the it's not that the boss fights are bad some of them are good and the bosses are really cool the problem is they're not memorable not because they're not cool but because you only fight them once or twice and then they're dead and you never see them again 
so it's kind of hard to create a memorable boss if you if they're on screen for like six minutes and that's it. You know what I mean? I'm like, not I remember Liza, like the King of Puppets. I'm gonna yeah, remember that guy for yeah, a minute. King of Puppets. I'm gonna remember that guy because he yeah. killed me twenty <laughs> times. You know what I mean? Like that's Way gonna more live than with twenty. Me. I can tell you that. Yeah, but uh, but the yeah, the, like I'm not gonna remember half of the bosses, and I in fact I don't remember half the bosses in Lies of or in uh, Lords of the Fallen because I beat them. I think the most I died on any boss was three times or maybe even two times well, it just i mean your like god mode skill times. we know you're good at souls no 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 it's i mean i'm good at souls but i don't think that's it because the people i played with had pretty similar experiences as me like all the t- parts where they were like stuck or had a tough time were the exploration areas where they had like three elites coming after them and then the easy parts were the the cube from remnant two man that's still so good great game great great boss that Dude, is such a good I- boss I was uh, I had a couple messages with because uh, I saw Logic. I uh, was tweeting a little bit about Lords of the Fallen, and I sent him a message on Discord. And man, I don't know where Remnant Two, because I was listening to, I think it might have been talking about Game of the Year type stuff, and like this year is so stacked, like on a stupid level of stacked. Like Starfield isn't even going to be in the Game of the Year discussion for me. And honestly, the more I think about Starfield, the more it's kind of souring. I think over time, in my opinion. And me. Oh, 100%. Um, like, even it's I said, I think I gave it an it eight in the review. The... And I think, honestly, like the seven would have been the better way to go. Like, IG, I mean, I mean, Dan was fair. But honestly, like, if you go watch the girlfriend review for Starfield, you'll laugh. Absolutely. Just like go watch that video. It's quite funny. Um, but no, Remnant's a fantastic game. Like, I love that game. But I feel like with everything else that's going to come out, we've still got Mario Wonder. We've got Alan Wake 2. We've got Spider Man coming up in a hot second. Um, like Remnant Two, I feel like is gonna get over like forgotten almost. I hope it doesn't, but I feel like it will with everything. It won't. Come. It won't be forgotten on my list because it's one of the I think three games this year I gave a nine. Yeah, Diablo Four, Dave the Diver, and Remnant Two. Dave the Diver, see, see, I want to see. A- if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. If I can fit fit in uh, Sea of Stars because... Yeah, that one definitely yeah, is all. I, that I, is, I, I barely started that one. I, I need, need to play to. that as well. Uh, Remnant, somebody's like game of the year. It's like Remnant was really good. Like the choices, the different options as you play through Hogwarts too. Like Hogwarts, Hogwarts was up there. Too. What'd you give that? Oh yeah, he's right. I did give Hogwarts a nine. He's okay. right. Yeah, good call. I forgot See, about that. I feel like that Hogwarts. Uh, I'll be honest. That doesn't even feel like this year. I'll no. be honest. That feels so long ago. Hogwarts, I don't even know if it's going to be, be on people's like Because somebody was talking about oh, game, uh, game Awards because it was like six last year. So if you got uh, Breath or Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom will get nominated 100%. Uh, what was the other one they were probably saying? Diablo Spider- 4, probably? See, I don't know. Like, Diablo I don't, 4 I don't, is... I don't, I don't, I don't, I, Diablo Gone 4 way could down. get skipped. I'm, I'm voting. I'm actually, we have a pool in BitCast we're betting, and I didn't, I'm the only one that didn't have Diablo 4 on their list, and everybody's laughing at me, and I'm kind of looking no. at them like, I don't know, dude. I think it might uh, not Baldur's make Gate it. 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's that's, Gate, yeah, I haven't played that. It'll get nominated. It'll Baldur's probably Gate. win as well. Baldur's you Gate haven't played play. it? No. 
Wow. That's like 150 hours, man. I barely have time for what it's I'm working more than on right that. now. I'm 60 hours in and I'm still in act one. See, that's what like I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be like, uh, whenever I sink into that, that's going to be something I almost need to, that's something I need to do like weekly episodes, like log in on Monday nights for a bunch next episode of uh, Baldur's Gate three. Cause that's the only way I'm ever going to like be able to work through it is have like a consistent schedule. So you're playing that right now. So it was tears of the kingdom and Baldur's Gate three. We're like, Game Awards Game of the Year. So if that was if there were six last year, maybe they do six again. What other four do you put on there? It's like Spider-Man 2. I'm really looking forward to that. You had Remnant. You had Hogwarts. You got Mario Wonder. You've got Alan Wake 2. Um, My thinking on Spider-Man is my guess is more of the same. Not Not bad, but more of the same. Sequels always have a hard time getting nominated unless they make significant changes because I, I, from what I've seen of Spider-Man 2, it just looks like it's very close to the game it was. And I, I don't know if that's going to be enough. So yeah. Maybe think, it tells I think a great story or something. We'll see. But Yeah, I don't think so. We'll uh, Final Fantasy Final 16. Fantasy. I forgot about I, that. I wouldn't put it on my list, but yeah, maybe. I've heard that. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, I could see getting nominated. See, it's like this year one. is crazy. So it's like the fact that I don't know if Remnant. I mean, for action game, Remnant, Liza P, Lords of the Fallen. Probably Diablo will be there, but I was like, honestly, I would much rather play probably any of those three right now over Diablo in a heartbeat. Like Diablo, I don't have much incentive to go. Like the whole live or the new like start doesn't a new mean character. it was a bad game though. You could not have incentive to engage in the live service and still think it was a great game. Like I don't have incentive to go back and play Dave the Diver. I'd still say it's a nine. That's fair. But it was like if they sold it as like a live cert, there the end game on that did not do as much as I think it was supposed to be, and I think that was where it I was fell trying apart. Trying to fix that, yeah. I I actually talked to the Diablo Four dev team last week, and they're, um, you know, they're adding five end game bosses yep. and doing a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, so. Season of Blood is five days away or something like that. It's not far. Um, season of blood yeah, that, yeah that's why i was interviewing them we were talking about that season so. so anyway sorry giant tangent back to lords of the fallen trying to at least but we'll probably yeah. have that happen so for me when it comes to like combat it's mostly just because i hate fighting in it in like cliff sides because it's always like how many different ways am i going to fall off a ledge like every freaking souls game i will has- say this the 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 game overuses the trope of I walk around a corner and a guy tries to push me off the cliff yep. and also over it overuses the trope of, Hey, there's some boxes and there's like a dog hiding behind yep. them. Like it's like every box in the game has an enemy hiding behind it. Every, cl- every cliff side has a dude waiting to shove you. And so there's a lot of like cartoon Looney Tunes deaths that you'll have to endure throughout the game where you just get boinked off. I of definitely a, got boinked off once. Um, yeah. Say it again. Boink. Nice. <laughs> he got blinked off everyone yeah uh but it's the those situations when you're on edges and platforms and every move you do has like a lunge and then every move the enemy does also has this like two-step lunge before the attack starts it's not like they swing where they are or they swing and then they get close to you the regular enemies so far seem to have this like lunge to it it's weird some of them, not yeah, all, but it's like, but you also have to like your big swing is like step lunge. It's not like do a heavy swing where you're at. Cause you know, they're slowly walking to you. You like take two steps as you do a heavy lunge. Boink. Yes. 
Um, and I will tell you, the roll is the farthest roll I have ever seen in a Souls game. When you double tap that roll, you are, well, half the time falling off of something, but you roll really, really far. Like it's more, yeah. so it's like the mobility, the mobility is large, but right now I'm, I'm in a place where that's very frustrating. Like in the early part where it's kind of going like between some like rock areas and, you know, around a house and different ladders and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. so it's like moving around. That's okay. Then when I get to it, the it point has, where my movement has... has to be precise and then I like yeah. double roll and then I'm like flying off the ledge. I'm like a little too far. <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, well, just wear heavy armor. I, I have squat for armor right now on my guy, so I'll get there. But wear heavy armor, man. That might be a way um, to do it. Yeah, uh, it has all of the Dark Souls tropes. Like, oh, there's an area where you fall off the, a lot of cliffs. Yeah. Oh, there's an area where you're in claustrophobic hallways and your sword is scraping the sides of the walls instead of. And you can't get a full every... swing off. Yeah, yeah, you have to do like heavy attacks just to just to hit. Somebody. Is there one that's like completely um, blacked out? Was that Dark Souls one? Uh, no, actually, they don't really do a whole lot with darkness, but which is weird because you have a lamp. It would have been like the perfect <laughs> yeah. place to do it. It, just, yeah, they don't it has it. like 12 other they uses, do, but they do, a lo they do a lot of cool stuff, though. Like you'll get to a part where, you know, there's like a big lake and the only way you can get by it is you have to go to the darkness realm where the lake is hollowed out and then you yep. can walk through it. It's got cool. It seems stuff like, like with so. water, that's kind of the way that like. So that was the first time we got to. I'm like, oh, well, I held water, up a lamp and I walked into the yeah. water. I'm like, oh, the water's not there when I'm holding my lamp. Well, I got far enough down holding the lamp. Oh, I drowned. Yeah. So then I had to actually go to the Umbral Realm. And I will say, like, conceptually, some of the stuff they're doing, very cool. Like the two worlds. I think that is a great way to hide little puzzles and stuff like that. I mean, if you see like a grate, half the time it's not going to be there as soon as you hold up the lamp. So I don't know if it's going to get yeah. to be trivial after a while, but... I like the no, idea they, of when they, they make really good use of it and the puzzles get more complicated and the, the way that you have to interact with Umbral gets more complicated and you start developing meta philosophies. It's got some cool stuff. Yeah. Further you go. So that's why I said, it's like, I'm early kind of getting a feel for combat. Don't have much different weapons. I have a crossbow that I have for range. What about you? Like, what class did you go with? What were your experiences? Did you throw a bunch of fireballs? Like, what'd you do? How was it? So I've played every class at least partway through the game at this point. Uh, and then I've played two of the four secret classes that you can also unlock as well. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, it's classic Dark Souls style of like you pick how you want to play and there's a lot of different ways to play. You can be like a two bladed guy who's fast and dodges and applies status effects like poison and bleed. You can be a crazy berserker with a two handed sword and just run in with a bastard sword the size of a child and just cleave somebody in half um i played for my main playthrough the first playthrough i did as a hallowed knight which is like the generic sword and board knight that does uh radiant spells and healing okay. abilities and stuff so classic uh sword and board guy and um yeah I, I mean the combat is very similar to like a dark souls game in that it is um maybe less tuned than like a sekiro but still a lot of fun and satisfying and you're taking on groups of enemies and dodging out of the way perfect parrying feels really good to me um i think they're changing the sound that perfect parrying makes because it's got a weird yeah, like donk noise right now there's been a but, couple uh, of patches they've, they've been patching the game for two weeks actually what's weird is the menus now look completely different than they did two weeks ago when i started really? playing the game 
Oh, yeah, man. like they they added one thing to the UI every single day that I was reviewing. So I, I was like Jeez. going, is some of, is some of my footage from week one like going to look weird? It's going to look like I wasn't playing the final game. Um, so yeah, they've been patching it like so it's crazy. It's coming in kind of hot. <laughs> it's coming in extremely hot. And that is my main criticism, which I'll get to later. But uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a really fun game uh, playing with co-op. The build crafting is super cool. You Once you unlock the... Um, blacksmith and then later you get the ability to add runes and you start collecting runes and doing some cool stuff with that and upgrading well, your lamp your equipment has and socket like upgra- a socket upgrading yeah it has eye sockets for you to put eyeballs in it it also has uh, <laughs> of course it is. you can also upgrade you can upgrade its soul flay ability the mm. soul flay and the lamp is the coolest part of the game like the lamp is good for everything it's good for combat you can rip people's souls out and then do a bunch of damage to them while their soul is out also pro tip you can use the soul flay ability to yank people's souls off the cliff and then yeah. the, the enemy falls off the cliff and dies. Uh, so you can get rid of elites that way. Um, you can, the fact that you can see the umbral plane in your world by taking out your lamp and then enemies in the umbral plane, if they see you holding out your lamp, they can pull you into the oh, umbral they world. Touch you, yeah, they'll you pull you in. in. That, yeah. That uh, which is super cool. Like, Every just the 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 whole premise of like the dual realities is super unique and and interesting, uh, and then uh, the way that they do like build crafting and exploration. It's just you know eighty percent of the time I was playing that game, I was like, this is awesome. And then the only times I wasn't feeling that way is during boss fights when I beat them and was kind of like, wow, that was kind of boring. Uh, especially the final boss, by the way, it's maybe the worst boss fight in any Souls game. Definitely the worst final boss I've played in any Souls game. Um, and then uh, enjoy the journey, the, uh, not the end. Yeah, and the journey, not the end. Well, there are three endings, and I think the other oh. two endings you don't fight that boss. So hmm. it, it could be that I just chose the worst ending in terms of the boss fight. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, the other thing that sucks is the game performs really bad. Um, it does not maintain a stable frame rate. I think it has a memory leak issue where uh, the longer you play, it starts getting worse and worse performance. And then you have to eventually like restart your computer and then open it up again. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's got a, got weird performance issues that way. Um, they have been making patches every day since I've had my review copy and uh, the game is getting more stable, but I, I don't think it's going to be stable at launch. I think it's probably going to take at least a couple weeks maybe longer for them to really fix all the issues because it is coming in extremely hot um, and it just has problems. Uh, Multiplayer also has problems with like stability and people getting booted. You get some hard crashes on your game every now and again. My one multiplayer experience ended with me being booted after I got killed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then sometimes you'll enter multiplayer and you just like, won't you'll you won't see the enemies moving and like your game is lagging and then you'll take damage from an enemy you didn't see and you're just not sure what's going on because of like you know net code issues so um yeah there's just you know some wonkiness that way it is a souls game through and through including the rough edges like they took <laughs> that as well they were like, like hey, from soft the- pc ports right <laughs> yeah let's bring some of that stuff people didn't like in dark souls as well let's just take the whole package with us um so yeah it's it's definitely got some issues there but still if you like souls like games it's a great souls like game a lot of fun really unique multi-realm uh fairing idea um and it's uh yeah it's a good time I, i'm probably going to be playing it again here uh on console um i got have a console you heard and, from so. anybody else playing it how console is because ps5 yeah, console runs terribly okay yeah. i heard yeah yeah 
it, it runs as bad or worse than on PC, but I mean, I'm running a 4090 and a uh, Ryzen 9. 7950x I mean, 3d yeah. top amd rate, so basically, yeah i've i've literally got top amd and my system was i think i, I had a hardware monitor open and it was using like 20 to 30 percent of my cpu and gpu and it was still See, chugging that's, that's so, one of those things about the multi-core cpus for a lot of games because i'm the same way like i have the 5950x and it's a 16 core 32 thread processor and it's like they don't build them for that yet. They're still kind of catching up in the whole multi-core and stuff. And it works that consoles have like eight cores and multi-threading and stuff like that now. So they're kind of getting there. But yeah, taking advantage of the hardware that's available. I know they have to build, but like they haven't quite figured out the multi-core scaling yet. Because a lot of times they can find a way to use your GPU, but your CPU is kind of chilling. <laughs> yeah, my CPU was chilling. And honestly, my GPU was chilling most of the time. Uh, and even so, the frame rate was unstable. Sometimes I would see the GPU usage go down to zero percent during frame rate lag. So I was That's like, probably why it just, <laughs> it's just it's just giving up. It's not using any of my GPU. I'm very confused. So um, and then sometimes I would see it do the opposite where the frame rate would lag. And I'd look back at the analytics and I would see that it went up to 100 percent usage for like yeah. half a second. And I'm like, what? What is happening? It's so confusing. Strange. So uh, clearly they're having trouble with optimization on pc and console so if you're not in a rush if you're still chilling playing cyberpunk phantom liberty Another i say finish I it <laughs> yeah i say finish that stuff and pick this up a little bit later because it'll probably be a nine out of ten in like a month would be my guess yeah you if know? they can pop i don't know if they, i don't know if they could i don't know if they could fix the boss fights thing but if they can fix the performance honestly the performance was my main complaint it just doesn't it just doesn't run well yeah so fun journey. Boss fate's not may not be the best. Unique stuff with the lamp. Uh, combat yeah. is a little chaotic, but definitely souls like you've got chaotic your... but fun. I mean, you get yeah. to you get to try new things. You can be a character class that summons pillars of fire and covers the level in lava and you know just stupid junk Weird. like that. So it's pretty cool, man. Uh, I just I I really prefer the RPG souls likes. Like I love Liza P in those types of games because you just get such a yeah, I have I have every achievement in Sekiro. Like clearly I love those games, yeah. but there's some there's something about just like embracing the chaos and it just feels more fun to me and like more gamey, you it, know. I mean, it definitely opens up for more replayability. It's like when you beat Liza P, yeah, yeah you go through new game plus with a new weapon and probably smash it and just get the other ending. Oh. That's another thing. I didn't really get to talk about this in my review, but the new game plus is fantastic in Lords. New game plus in Lords of the Fallen adds a whole bunch of stuff, including a new skill tree that you can build into. Uh, it's like a whole new mechanic that adds in new game plus. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, okay, that's so, kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I talk about that in my written review. I don't think it made it to the video, but because uh, we have to cut a bunch of stuff for the video. Um, but yeah, uh, the new game plus is like great like they actually worked on it and it also has new game plus plus so you can play through the game three times with a single character and they add stuff to each one they add like additional enemies and tweaks in the gameplay and obviously the skill tree that you can start to level up is also kind of amazing that's so, crazy to me a, a skill yeah. tree is in new game yes plus. yeah yeah it's locked behind those who are playing the second playthrough and then it's also cool that you can unlock four secret character classes because those don't really come in handy on new game plus and new game plus plus because you can't choose a right, new character class you have to bring your old one but it's cool that you can play the game over and like go in with a certain like meta and build in mind so like 
one of the classes I unlocked was called the Radiant Purifier. And if you start the game with it, you get three spells right off the bat and you have hella mana. And so you're just like a mana god who's like running around in holy robes and like casting all this radiant magic everywhere. And it's for you get it for one of the endings in the game, which is kind of Hmm. funny. Uh, So it's cool. Well, sounds like working through the. Oh, there's also secrets. Oh, I'm secret boss fights, secret endings. They would secret be stupid not find. to have secrets. With the lamp, there better be a butt ton of secrets yeah. because the yeah. lamp is a perfect tool to hide stuff everywhere. Which is, is something that not all Souls games get right. Like uh, yeah. Liza P doesn't really have any exploration or optional areas. No, that is, that is very linear. Yeah. That one was for sure. Like yeah. That's why it's like very, the combat was game. good, but it was very linear. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that is the, the that's the benefit of a game like this, a little more chaotic. Honestly, if the boss fights were a little bit tougher or more memorable, I think uh, I think it and if the performance were better, it would be an easy nine. Nice. Um, just has some issues, but you can put up with occasionally your frame rates hitching up. Maybe you getting hit when you shouldn't have because the frames jammed up at the wrong time. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a good use of your time. And also you can invade people and get invaded by. So I had uh, three review codes. And the game is only two players. So the third person I gave a code to was just invading us while we were trying to go through the game. (laughs) They were just our designated invader just to invade over and over and over again and try to kill us. And it's just fun, man. It's just stupid fun. Yeah, it does have co-op too. I heard it was pretty seamless, just like co-op's pretty good. uh, And uh, it doesn't it doesn't do that annoying thing where when you beat a boss, it kicks them out of your world. You can uh, just stay in the world the whole game. Like you can join their party once at the beginning and go all the way through the game with them. Now, one thing I heard from a review, I can't remember who it was. I've watched a couple. Um, The loot for the secondary player is that the same, or are they missing some stuff? Are they getting the same? They they don't get any world. They don't. They get ground pickups and stuff that drops off of enemies, but they don't. And they also get rewards for boss fights, including vestige seeds, which are super useful. Yeah. But uh, you do not get any drops from the world. You can't pick up items from the world. That's so what it was. Okay. It's not. As, there are some like. Not, it doesn't. It doesn't have. It doesn't have full parity like uh, Remnant Two, where you literally get everything that the host player gets. Um, you have to go back and do that stuff in your world. Gotcha. You do get a lot of free XP though, and you cannot lose your souls ever. What a like, co-op? If, you, if you're the if you're the visitor and oh. you die, you will not lose your souls. And so if you play oh, so you're with just your like leveling for, up, like yeah, if you play with your friend for a couple hours, like you, that's just cream, dude. You're just you're you're stacking piles of souls up to buy stuff or level your character. So nice. it's a good way to just farm for things. Is just play with the so friend. If you just go. You're like I just need to go assist people for a little while. It's just pure benefit, yep. basically. Pure benefit, no downside, get to stack up souls, and then you can, it's especially good if you're starting to feel like an area is way above your level and you're not able to compete. You can just go into somebody else's world and farm materials and get free souls without any uh, risk to yourself. So, Also, the multiplayer is a little imbalanced. Like, uh, you can resurrect your teammate as many times as you want, and every time you res them, uh, when they die, they come back with all of their flasks fully recharged and all their mana back and all their consumable items as if they just spawned and you can do it infinitely including during boss fights so if you're in a boss fight and they use all their flasks and they get killed you can just go over to their ghost and res them and they come back with all their flasks full health full mana oh damn yeah it kind of makes the boss fights a joke if you if you play with friends it's kind of silly so so, yeah yeah i was like you said the boss fights were easy so sounds like if you do co-op you're gonna with be having friends it's like it's a joke you're not and gonna... it, honestly 
even some of the levels like it once you learn that your co-op teammate can be rezzed infinitely you can just send them on suicide runs to go kill things and then when they die just res them and then they have all their stuff back. you go take like, a lot of you're going to put a lot of chip yeah. damage on this guy and sacrifice your body yeah. and then when you're yeah. he's almost dead i'll come in and finish him up and go grab you so yeah there's some like balance stuff i i don't recommend playing it in co-op unless you're just having wanting to have a good time and not a challenge like i didn't play it in co-op most of the time but yeah. when you do it's uh it's pretty like lopsided it completely ruins the balance of the game right uh apparently some of these files are really big hold on Our podcast was literally recording and about to like run out of space. Oh no. Nope, we're good. Just because like when I record um some of these files for like Lords of the Fallen, because I record them in like 4K. So when I play through, it's like, oh, I've got um no space left. So deal with that later. So we're good for the moment. So I just wanted to make sure, sorry, you were finishing up that statement. I saw it like it was getting down to like, uh, you don't have much room left. I'm like, I should have plenty, but I forget how big some of those files get. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a good one. Um, or a great one, at least in your eyes, if you can get past the technical. So right now, you know, if you don't jump in right now and you're in the middle of something else, you'd probably be good. And you know, a few more patches. Yeah. I was like, even since I've got my code, I've seen two patches and that was like, last night and this afternoon so they are they are working on it and probably will be and i think conceptually it's cool like the world the detail you can see ue5 like the way better than 2014 lords of the fallen like way way better oh i mean yeah those aren't even night, night and day not even comparable really but yeah it's like when you look through the detail just even that opening right before you get to the fight against pieta or whatever her name is just the texture on like the building and the spire and stuff that's around you there it's the you're seeing UE5 put in some work, which may be part of why it takes a little bit to, you know, still getting used to a new engine. But it does it does bring some very nice detail to the game when you're running through. Um, it's not like the prettiest game you've ever seen. It's not cyberpunk. That's still gorgeous as all get out. But it's very cool. But I think like the lamp brings the lamp is not a novelty. It is used in a lot of places. And I think, as you said, it's going to get even more beneficial when you level it up. And there's stuff that we don't even know. Like new game plus having yep. a skill tree that I had couldn't have even told you existed. Um, that's about all I got though. Give anything else? Nah, keep it short. I mean, we got a lot of games to play, and yeah, apparently I have to get a fusion rifle from um, Iron Banner. So I'll see if I get that, that thing done. If I if I get the Iron Banner done before reset, I don't know. I don't think this this can't be the last Iron Banner. This has got to be second one for this season. Cause Probably right. Yeah, there's got to be ways one away. More. Usually they cram them all together in between the seasonal events. Yeah. Yeah. Po Pre-seasonal event. We'll have like three weeks and then post-seasonal event. Probably have another one and then wrap up the season. I think our season, when is it? November 28th. It's like right after Thanksgiving, I think is when the new season starts. So we've got, we've got a ways. We've got like six weeks or something like that. Well, chat, I think we will wrap this one up here. I know it was just the two of us tonight, some Destiny, some other. Um, but thank you guys for being here. 
Travis, of course, thank you for your time. I don't know if you can say what you got working or I don't think you yeah, can I mean, or some of it maybe. I've, I've got the review for Turn to Moria, which I think I'm getting the code after the game comes out, which is next week. So that's yeah, not yeah. great, but it's happening. Um, and then uh, my, I've got a preview I really want to tell folks about, um, but I cannot talk about it until October 17th. So look for a preview then. Uh, it's a game I'm very excited about. Um, I want to tell you what platform it's on too, but that's kind of a clue. So yeah, I'll have more to talk about uh, in the near future. And then I think I'm going to be on um, podcast beyond again with the PlayStation boys, Brian and Max uh, to talk about Lords of the Fallen. Um, I think their next couple episodes are about Spider-Man. So it'll probably be sometime after that during the Halloween window, but excited to be back on that show and hang out with those guys because they're the best. So it's like they always look like I've seen them off and on for God, I swear a decade or more now, but I was like, they look like they just have a blast. Those two look they like do. They're just best just friends fun. who hang out together and they love their jobs because their yeah. jobs are just hang out and talk about nerd culture. And it's like, dude, to be yeah. them for a day, dude, they, they just got, yeah, they the got a pretty good gig ever. going. They really do. How yeah. long have they been there? They've been there. Um, Max was, I was at IGN before Max in 2013, but Brian was there before me because my first day, uh, the CEO of Ziff Davis introduced me to Brian and uh, at the time, Greg Miller was sitting next to him <laughs> and, and Colin Moriarty a couple of feet away from uh, him. So, uh, yeah, Brian's been there for a long time. Yeah, a long time. Well, chat, thank you, Travis. Thank you. You guys know me. I'll stream what I can when I can, depending on what I'm doing this weekend. But yeah, if I'm streaming anything, it's probably going to be Lords of the Fallen. They'll play in a lot of Forza, seeing if steering wheels come back in stock. And then other than that, um, yeah, got a couple things on the horizon as well. So thank you guys very much. Episode number 268. We're, what, 32 away from 300. So I know that's 32 weeks. It'll be next year, but we're getting there. I'm very sore. I've been working at the last, like, four days. So, all right. So for episode number 268, it has been The Last Last Word. Word.